Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand You could never understand The bicycle is just as good a company as most husbands. When it gets old and shabby, a woman can dispose of it and get a new one without shocking the entire community. Cadence down a little bit. Just calm down. Step away from the bike and have a listen to the Yarrabug radio show here on 3CR. Whether you're in the kitchen listening to the training, streaming or podcasting, Faith and Val are here to bring you the Yarrabug radio show. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. Sorry, I couldn't keep that intro going for much longer. Good show coming up. We're having a close look at uh, Darabin Council's plans for improving the bicycle infrastructure around their city, of which we'll probably talk about St George's Road a bit. Anna from Darabin, good morning. Good morning, Val. And a lovely day out there, a lovely day. There's hardly a car on the road. They've all left Melbourne. One of those uh, long, perfect long weekends in Melbourne where everyone's gone on holidays. Yeah, nice, nice day for a ride, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it is too. Only the ones that don't drive much will be on the road, though, unfortunately. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> um, first up, no, that quote this morning was from uh, Anne Strong from 1895, just to think some attitudes have changed, some haven't. It's all right. <laughs> 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 um, I was going to say... Um, 
to those. Uh, we missed a show two weeks ago. Um, it was, uh, it was one of those awful moments when you've got two guests line up and you're sitting here at 3CR waiting to do the show. The first text you get, one of them's in hospital, the other one says, anyway, let's move on. And your colleagues away. You're, yeah, left eye and dry. Yeah, yeah, Apologies. Yeah. For- no, that's all right. I was going to Skype you, but I thought, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Ah, let's get off this quiet, lovely day. Start with the bike moment. Faith. My bike moment this morning, um, just as I was worrying I wouldn't have one, uh, it, it sort of bookends one you had a couple of years ago, Val. Uh, you mentioned, uh, and, and it's one of those very romantic bike moments that Val tends to have. He was riding along and the loaf of bread cargo bike went past and there was the smell of freshly baked bread wafting through the dawn air or something. Uh, a hint of escargot was in the air. <laughs> so this morning I must have just uh, passed their last drop-off point only just as they were leaving. So all the way from Brunswick to Fitzroy, I had the kathump, kathump, kathump of the empty cargo uh, bike okay. <laughs> directly behind me over every bump and pothole that Moreland and Fitzroy have to offer. <laughs> Uh, Anna, you got a bike moment to share? I do. Um, this is a, a moment, a bike moment that I have fairly regularly on my ride to work. Um, at the very start of my ride, there's quite a large hill, and I usually am sort of going up there quite slowly, get right down into granny gear, and I must look like I'm really struggling um, because there's a there's a, an old Italian guy who sits out the front of his apartment block and offers me a push. <laughs> Just about every time he sees me. <laughs> oh, would you like a push? Would you like a push? Um, occasionally I'll get encouragement like, oh, you're doing very well this morning. Keep going. <laughs> but usually I am probably look like I'm struggling a bit. <laughs> but you're not going to show him that you're struggling. Are no, you? no. I, I'm too proud to accept yes. his offer. <laughs> you must be a committed cyclist. <laughs> Uh, very much similar to one of my always favourite um, bike moments, just riding home from uh, work on Saturday, which was a lovely Melbourne day. Buckets of mm. rain for an hour, then clear, then more rain, then back again, yep. and that steamy heat. I'm riding home, and in the top end of Ray Street, every both sides of the street are planted with um, uh, Persian lilacs. So this that honey smell of them just riding down with the north wind mm. just surrounds me forgot where you were for a moment i did actually <laughs> yes but then after i crossed brunswick street i was um part of the audience to a little bit of live theater that was happening um down one of those streets where a rather strident loud and aggressive woman was screaming at another woman across <laughs> the street it was one of those i've gone from the sublime to, to another, the... Yeah, I'm not going to say the ridiculous because it obviously had a little bit more to do than just being Sublime ridiculous. to the scary. <laughs> it was a little bit scary, but um, uh, anyway, it was a lovely moment. <laughs> Here endeth the lesson. <laughs> news. A little bit of breaking news. Now, um, all the... Um, I'm sure everybody knows what a Grand Fondo is. What are they? What's it really mean? It's just a ride, isn't it? Become very quite professional. 
uh, would all be uh, happy to learn that the uh, winner of the New York Grand Fondo returned the positive swab to ter- testosterone. <laughs> so it's always wonderful. Some wonderful take know these that things she, very seriously. Yeah, yeah. What's well, called oh, the trickle down dear. effect. No, I shouldn't have said that. You're right. <laughs> Which is a little bit of a worry. And um, look, I've just got a couple of little things to mention. Um, there's floating around at the moment a link to a very interesting uh, interview with John Merritt, the CEO of Vic Roads, and it's yeah. it's on a, a forum where uh, people could send in questions, and the questions are then voted on. So the questions he was asked reflected people's interests, and it just happened <laughs> that the uh, overwhelmingly majority of votes were for questions about uh, Sydney Road. So uh, it's a very interesting discussion and I will post a link to it up when we put the podcast. But it shows that John Merritt has a a really good understanding of the issues around Sydney Road um, and certainly I think casts a different light on what a lot of people's perception of Vic Roads is from their priorities in the past. And I know at different conferences over the years I've seen them certainly involved in a lot of uh, discussion and work around trying to identify uh, major cycle routes and things. And, mm. and he was uh, talking about that, but also the difficulties about transition and, and you know, uh, balancing different kinds of traffic. And if you make a sudden change, where everyone will go before they've made the transition and all those issues. So it's, it's definitely worth listening to. Um, and as I said, I'll, I'll post a link up to that. And the other thing I wanted to mention was the City of Melbourne Draft Bicycle Plan. We're on the same page here. Okay. November the 20th. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be a uh, a forum where you can post questions uh, um, beforehand if you want them addressed uh, or listen to their responses on the night and raise other questions and discuss uh, issues around that. And so we'll also post the link up for that. And... If you are a committed cyclist around Melbourne, it is probably part of your responsibility to actually fill out the form and make sure you participate in this. I think we've seen over the last five or six years, this is a different way of, and a better way of, or cyclists get better outcomes when we all become involved in it. Because I think sometimes we have a tendency to make sure we do fill out these forms. And you find this in Darabin, you're more swinging this way a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there certainly is an overall um, move towards more consultation, more um, seeking out ideas from the community and wanting to have their input on new infrastructure, new programs, that Uh, sort of thing. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say, you need to give yourself a bit of time to go through this Melbourne City Council strategy. It is a very comprehensive uh, piece of work. Yep. which they've obviously put a lot of work into. And just briefly, one last thing. Um, there's a, uh, a, a cycling, a fundraising challenge on at the moment called the Great Southern Crossing. Uh, it's one of those challenges where people get in a team, they decide they'll ride a certain number of kilometres and you support them by donating money, which then goes to their designated charity. And I know a lot of locals are taking part. It just started yesterday. Um the Squeaky Wheel have a team who are riding for the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. Another Melbourne group, Bike It Better, also have a team who uh, will be raising money for their charity. So if you 
think you might like to support some local cyclists trying to raise money for good causes, you could go to greatsoutherncrossing.com and have a look at the teams there. You can. The idea is that you will ride across Australia, so you can actually see the team and how far the little tracker. Oh, the squeaky wheel have just made it outside the outskirts of Brisbane. So, and we're, we're heading for Perth. Okay, that's still a long way to go. <laughs> but we, we don't have to do the whole distance. Each Our team is doing 5,000 kilometres in four weeks. Okay. Uh, it's a good way to do it and a good yeah. way to keep everybody... In, a bit interested, yeah. But there's yeah. a lot of good teams out there all raising money for good causes. So that's, mm. yeah. And uh, just on a note from uh, Ride to Work Day, which was what, about two or three weeks ago, I'm not sure everybody noticed, but of course... A cyclist was fined $70 for not having their helmet strap tight enough. I don't think I need to say more. A Victorian police spokesman, acting sergeant Peter Lodd, confirmed cyclists could be fined if their clipped or helmets were too loose. There we go. We're going to be back looking at Darabin, looking at St George's Road. What other part of... um, yeah, mainly. Darabin we should look at. Estás sintonizando 3CR 855 each week, 3CR broadcasts over 130 programs in 25 languages supporting communities and viewpoints that you just don't hear about anywhere else. Subscribe to your award-winning multilingual community <laughs> radio station, 3CR, and help keep these voices on the airwaves. Call the station on 9419 8377. The number is again 94198377. And you're back listening to the Arabug Show on 3CR. As we mentioned, we've got Anna Haygreen from uh, Darabin City Council. She's a sustainable transport officer and she's going to be talking to us today mainly about a campaign Darabin are running around shared paths and focusing on the St George's Road path. Um, Before we get into the specifics of the campaign, I was wondering why we need this. Yeah, it's a very good question. (laughs) Um, And I I think it's one that um, councils around Melbourne and around Australia are struggling with at the moment, this question of um, how we can uh, encourage people that walk and ride on shared paths to share the path because um, really everyone's in a hurry, everyone's trying to um, get where they need to go and especially as we're getting more and more commuter bike riders using shared paths, there's a real difference in the speeds of people walking and riding mm-hmm. on the path. So a lot, of, um, a lot of people that walk might feel unsafe if they're you know, being overtaken at high speed by bike riders. Um, also, we're, so we get quite a lot of complaints or issues raised to council from walkers and also bike riders that don't feel safe on the path because of um, the way that other users yep. are, are riding or, or walking. Um, on the St George's Road shared path, that's our busiest path and we'll get about or up to 2,000 riders on there a day. 
Um, and, yeah, we have a lot of trouble during commuter, um, commuting times where uh, we have a lot of, of, of bike riders going fast and we have a lot of... Um, a lot of bike riders actually, probably the most number of people that ride in with concerns are actually bike riders using the path that aren't feeling safe because of the way that others are riding. Mm-hmm. So um, w- what we're wanting to do is is get people to start thinking about um, how they can look out for each other on the path and, and be more considerate and respectful. I mean, uh, given it is only a small number of people that are sort of making others feel safe, but we just want everyone to, to be more aware. Um, so there is some conflicts on the path and, and we're wanting to sort of look at how we can all share the path better. So yeah. um, also raising aware of the uh, raising awareness of the fact that it is a shared path. Um, so I think some, some people that are riding forget that. And also people that are walking forget that. They might be have their headphones in and, and yeah. be you know, forget that they they need to keep to the left. So it's a uh, well. I've noticed Yarrow have tried on Capital City Trail a couple of things. I I know at um, Tour de France time they put out the prams in you know the spotted pram and the green yeah. pram and the decals around bell ringing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they've had a bit of a deliberate policy of taking the white line out of the middle so it doesn't resemble a road. Yeah, mm. and that's an interesting interesting way to approach it. I think that um, one of the benefits of doing that is to actually make people share the space better. Mm. It, it feels like, you know, it's not a space for, for going fast. It's a space for where you have to look out for yeah. other users. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting, I was thinking, because in some countries like the Netherlands, they would never have shared spaces. Like, mm. and, no. and, you know, if you've been on... And, and culturally, there's a very different attitude. I think if you've been on a commuter train in the Netherlands, you know that sharing's not a big thing. Yeah. But in Japan, for instance, cyclists often share the footpath with pedestrians, yeah. and pedestrians often share the road with cars and cyclists. And like most back streets, don't have a separate footpath. Mm. So, do you think? How much do you think is cultural about our, our ideas about entitlement to a certain amount of space? Or yeah. Um, I think it is a cultural um, shift that we need to make to be able to share the space. I mean, ultimately, I think we do need to have to improve our on-road infrastructure for bikes as well and allow a space where they can go fast if they're commuting, um, yeah. where bike riders can go fast. Um, but for the moment, a lot of the, the, the routes that people want to take are on shared paths and we do have to work, yeah. you know, with those spaces no. at the moment. I mean, it's, it'd be very hard to duplicate. I'm not sure if you've ever been on the Gardeners Creek Trail at about 7 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Mm. It's you know, extremely it, busy. And scary. Yeah. And you certainly yeah. wouldn't walk on it. So no. we have that spectrum of riders because in the past the lack of infrastructure has encouraged you you have to be quite an assertive confident rider mm-hmm. and yep. and then now we're getting more at the other end of the spectrum to ride but mm-hmm. it's you know it's they're very different styles of rider and and riding in a very different way with different expectations about how people should behave on the yeah yeah and yeah. we're um, um anecdotally i hear quite a lot of 
less confident riders say to me, oh, I won't ride on the St George's Road path now. I'll take the shimmy backstreet route that runs alongside because that's quieter and even though I'm sharing with cars, I'm I'm still more comfortable than the really fast um, people riding. So, yeah, that's a bit of a worry, but I guess that's one of the things that happens as as a path gets busier and, yeah, Yeah. you have to, yeah. And so... What does the campaign entail? What are you? How are you planning to do this? Yeah, so what we're wanting to do um, is get the community to come up with a new etiquette for the path. Um, and the way that we're doing that is bringing people that walk on the path and people that ride together to have a conversation about what sort of rules, for want of a better word, um, they want uh, other path users to follow. So... Um, it might be things like slowing down and using your bell when overtaking. It might be um, not wearing earphones so that you can hear yeah. bikes approaching behind you. Um, you know, it will probably be sort of really getting people to throw in whatever ideas they they want um, for this etiquette and we'll later on be inviting the wider community to vote on their top ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, so initially we'll be having some, um, activations along the path where we'll be inviting a a bike rider and a walker to come together and, and have that conversation. Um, and in order to encourage them to stop, and and have and take some time out of their day to do that. We'll be rewarding them with some delicious ice cream from the rolling <laughs> scoops. So, so that's uh, a cargo bike ice so, cream, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they've got their ice cream on the back of a cargo bike. Um, so we'll be sort of creating an environment where we'll be welcoming them in and and they can have a conversation. Yeah. Um, we'll be taking some photos of people with their their sort of pledges of of what they would what behaviours they're willing to change along the shared path. Um, and once we've got a list of all the ideas that come out of these activations, we'll be um, sharing those with the wider community, inviting people to vote on them so we can effectively crowdsource this yep. new etiquette and, and get wider community involvement. And then the, the final stage will be to um, have some visual communications along the path Mm -hmm. um, probably on the path itself to communicate that to sort of reinforce so similar to what Yara did on the Capital City Trail with the visual with the bells yeah um the bell thing was interesting everyone mm. says to me oh it's aimed at the bike riders but I thought you know what half the time I I think it's really worked well in that pedestrians don't get so jumpy when you use your bell because they can see that you're being asked to yeah yeah absolutely and I think um, that's sort of this this idea of coming up with a new etiquette. Um, I think that one of the reasons for that is also there is a bit of confusion about how we should behave on the path. Should we ring our bell? Um, because I know lots of people that ride get concerned they're going to scare yeah. walkers when they do that. Um, but the more the more you ring your bell, the more somebody walking will get used yeah. to it. Unless they're wearing their headphones. Yes. Unless I'm deaf and it doesn't make any yes. difference. So yeah. be careful. I've got to say, I'm not a bell ringer. No? Okay. No. Um, 
I think uh, you pointed to it before, the speed differential is the mm. most important thing. Yeah. And yep. if we look at the way we run our roads, there's a hierarchy of vulnerability. Pedestrians are most vulnerable. Yeah. People on bikes next, probably motorbikes, cars after that. Yeah. So sharing in this, and I'm speaking to all those people who burned down the Arrow Trail <laughs> tonight and ruined my wall from... <laughs> oh, no, what... It, it's interesting because unless it, something changes, I've got a path outside of my place, which I don't walk anymore, and I'm a cyclist, mm. but I don't walk it because it is too dangerous. Mm. Yeah. And I notice all the other pedestrians have left it as well. Mm. The point I'm trying to make out is if you're sharing a path with somebody, you're going at the same speed as them. Yeah. So when you pass a pedestrian, you should be going at about walking pace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really what good sharing, point. It's what sharing means. And that's yeah. that thing you notice also because it's essentially the same situation as on the road. You know, yeah. if a car passes you at 100 kilometres an hour, it doesn't matter if they're a metre away. It's it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, the cars that slow down and pass you with some consideration, you know, you, you feel much more comfortable with. Yeah. Um, yeah, St George's Road Path... Um, is interesting because it is really straight. Yeah, it sort encourages of a does bit encourage of, the speed. It's sort of yeah. downhill. Normally, so. wind behind me, and I'm <laughs> going to break. Well, no, it's people have their best time to get to work. Yeah, you yeah. know, I have a personal best. I'm mm. smashing it. Yeah, I'll have to run right. over two or three Labradors to do it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tricky thing as well with the St George's pa- uh, Road path is there are lots of bus and tram stops along the way, yeah. so mm. that's where most of the pedestrians will um, come from in the morning or afternoon yeah. peaks and that's where the conflict points are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what, what I'm hoping uh, people on bikes could really slow down and, and yeah. look out for, for walkers along those sections. Yeah. So whereabouts on the path will these activations be held? Well, we're initially going to start the southern end near outside Northgate High. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully do some others further north as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And these will be throughout November? Yeah. So we'll have three sessions over the next three Wednesdays. Um, so the 4th, 11th and 18th of November um, in the evening peak. So from 5 till 6.30. So when you've got a bit of time, you don't have to be somewhere by a certain time. So you, you'll have time home, to stop yeah, and have an ice cream. Yeah. If there's a hot north wind, it'll be <laughs> <laughs> it'll help you get the rest of the way home. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I noticed when we were um, just preparing for this show, the Darabin cycling strategy um, for 2013 to 18 looks like quite a comprehensive document, and I didn't really get time to go through it all. What else is Darabin doing at the moment uh, for cyclists? Yeah, we're, we are working on a range of different infrastructure improvements across Darabin. Um, our most recent one was to put in a contraflow bike lane along Tyler Street in Preston to um, create a really important east-west link. Um, and there was quite a bit of um, community concern about that, but there was a lot of really strong supporters that really pushed mm-hmm. to get that through. So um, that's really fantastic. Um yeah, so we're, we're gradually improving our on-road and off-road infrastructure um, and as part of our, our cycling strategy, we also have uh, education and, and um, a behaviour change 
components. So we've got a range of different programs with schools, uh, ride to work day, um, you know, road safety campaigns, things like that. So, yeah, we've got a whole range of um, different measures in our in our cycling strategy. Yeah. And if someone wants to find out more about uh, what Darabin's doing. Yeah, so you can either go to darabin.vic.gov.au slash cycling or um, for the Shared Paths campaign, you can go to darabin.vic.gov.au slash shared paths. Okay. And if you're um, worried about what to do, get on board or you live in Darabin, make sure you get on board on this because... have your say. Have your say because Darabin... Yarra, one of the more progressive and willing to do something about inner-city transport problems, and the more of us who help contribute it, the better chance they've got to do it. Yeah. We've got a quick one event or two. Your call, <laughs> Faith. Okay. okay. Uh, tomorrow, Melbourne Cup Day, uh, there's a ride from Docklands or Carlton to Eltham. That should be a nice spin. All the details for that are up on either bikefund.org or cyclingfreedom.net. And uh, there's also tomorrow Kermis Cross at Essendon Fields uh, and the details for that are at facebook.com slash F-O-J-C-X. And if you see a lonely quadruped tomorrow, give them a hug because some of the other <laughs> their friends might be getting the fur whipped off them in the afternoon. Yeah. Sorry. Good day to ride bikes, not ponies. Exactly. Don't partake in cruel frivolities. And that's all we have time for today. Uh, 3CR is a community radio station. It relies very heavily on volunteers like everyone on this show. So if you'd like to make a donation or subscribe to the station to support our work, you can do that at 3cr.org.au. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.